You are listening to the Staffing Tech Podcast Series. In this series, staffing executives offer valuable insights for leaders across the industry to learn from. The ultimate goal of the podcast is to elevate the discussion of staffing technology, provide actionable insights to decision makers, help listeners learn from the experience, successes, and sometimes failures of leaders who have innovated and are moving the space forward and enhance the future state of the staffing industry. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Andrew, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. On behalf of Talent Tech Labs and the American Staffing Association, I want to say thank you for joining us today and spending some time to share your thoughts around your business and around technology. No problem. Hopefully it's a nice warm day in sunny Chicago. Beautiful. We got a beautiful, like it's almost like a fall brisk day in Chicago. My son has a Friday night football game here that they switch football, obviously because of COVID from fall to the spring. So nice. Excited. Excited. Very cool. So I think the way I wanted to start, so a lot of the listeners may not know or, or be intimately familiar with medics. And so I figured it would be probably helpful if we can get a little bit of the backstory about medics, how you started the company, your journey to where it is today, and then currently kind of how you operate. Yeah, David, a lot of times I'll start out this story by just letting people know that we're kind of a product of September 11th to a certain degree. I got laid off November 3rd, 2001 post-September 11th and had written a business plan. Yeah, we had written a business plan to do this. I wasn't sure if I was going to make the leap. And I think that that kind of gave me the nudge to kind of push ahead and get things kicked off. But, you know, post that, you know, Medic started in an executive office space in Oak Brook, Illinois, December 2001. This December will be our 20th year anniversary. So Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Really excited about that. And the company has really evolved over time. We really started out being, you know, healthcare focused with a per diem staffing business. And over time, we've evolved, you know, Medics has evolved into this organization that is surely deep in our roots in healthcare, but have launched into IT. So we have Medics Technology and we also have Medics Life Sciences. So Really excited about those two verticals within our overall medics business. Recently, we started medics engineering and construction. So we have that business kicking off. But really, you know, first few years we were healthcare, things kind of evolved. We spread across the country. We had a few big customers actually, David, take us across the country. So one of the pieces of advice that I got later on that that I got, I think I got a little lucky is that we very quickly grew to about 10, 12 offices across the country. And all of it was because of a few clients that took us to uh, certain markets. Right. As opposed to you expanding there and then trying to set up a sales team and go sell new clients. Absolutely. Yep. So I guess one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, you are, you know, one of the, the, the few companies that's kind of made the leap, I guess you could call it from, you know, starting as kind of an owner operator model to, you know, what's now kind of a national staffing business. I guess the question is like, what are the, were the biggest challenges as you were growing? Were there any kind of big leaps that you had to make to kind of go from, you know, some of the early days and maybe how you operated back then to, to the way that you operate today? Anybody in our industry will tell you the, the, the challenges probably early on were when you got to certain inflection points around number of people. And so, yeah, we started out, you know, very organic in Chicago. Very quickly, we're in Kansas City and Arizona and Orange County and then Rockville and and then Dallas and, and kind of moved our way across, you know, across the country. 
But as we, as we grew, I think, you know, as a, someone who starts out as an owner operator out of one executive office space, I think as things expand and grow, right, you, you don't have everybody in one office to kind of set the tone every day and, you know, kind of trust and verify how things are working. I think we we're really blessed to have this cornerstone of purpose and values in our organization that kind of guided us and guide our organization to, to kind of behave in a, in, in a certain manner. So no matter how, how big we've gotten as far as number of people in the organization, I think that, you know, having, you know, you have to, I think you have to have this, this foundation of values and purpose as, as we like to joke about, you know, 2020 was a year where definitely culture ate strategy for breakfast. It was one of these years where it was absolutely an unbelievable year where we, we found that our culture, we talk about it a lot. Like and I, I've done podcasts like this in the past where I talk about values and purpose and culture. And a lot of people are like, oh, everybody says that. But, but we practice it. We really practice it. And so over the years, I think the inflection points have been getting the right number of salespeople on the street, hiring the right number of recruiters, how to get an office from zero to X and growing. Those were the early on kind of challenges. And obviously, if you're starting a new di- division or opening up a new market, really cultivating new customers and trying to make sure that you're a brand in a market that people know and understand and, and, and you can create some differentiation. Recently, probably the main, the main issues have been, when I say issues, I, I mean opportunities or, or threats, have been just technology and seeing you know, how can you scale your business all the while plugging into, into different technologies and you know, I, I often, you know, I've been saying this for about five plus years in our company, we're a talent technology company. And people are like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Why do you keep saying that? You know, from, from my seat, I think that what's, you know, what we've tried to be really intentional about is how do we continue to, you know, leverage technology to make us run faster, service our talent better, service our customers better, the old kind of you know advice you get is you're going to buy, build, or lease, and I and I think we've done a little of all of it. That's fascinating. Well, we're going to unpack kind of each each one of those as as we go through it. So just before we jump into the technology, though, I I I want to hit on the the culture piece one more time, or give you a couple minutes to talk about it. I agree with your point about culture eating strategy for breakfast, particularly over the pandemic. It didn't really matter what everybody's strategy was because uh, suddenly that was you know kind of thrown up into the air. Do you want to just talk for maybe a couple more minutes about your kind of mission purpose, the like how you've kind of scaled your culture? Because I think everybody does tend to talk about it, but it seems like the companies that are successful in this business, you know, kind of live and breathe it. And I think you're a great example of that. So how do you kind of take the culture that you've got, kind of get it out through the organization? Yeah, I mean, you know, 2020 is a perfect example, David, how, you know, really came, you know, you know, we were super intentional about values and purpose for years. And, you know, I'll start out with how a year typically begins at medics. We have a kickoff meeting, right? We have this big kickoff meeting and we take a, we take a whole segment of the day and do a philanthropic activity as a team. You know, for, for instance, a couple of years ago, we went to an organization who trains people with, with special needs to do jobs and we all got a chance to get coached and trained on how all of those people get trained up to go out into into the world to do work and so it was really it was really an intense event and at that particular event 
we surprised everybody. And there's a young lady in our organization today who has autism. And she, we, we hired her on that day. It was International Women's Day. We hired her wow. that. We made a big event around it. And the, the big event around some of the things that we do are really to get people to understand, you know, simply that the world that we're in today, the world that we've been in for the last 20 years from a medic's perspective, every time you make a phone call or, or reach out to a talent or a customer, everybody has this world behind them that they're living. Right. I always say life is messy for everybody and just try to keep it messy enough that, that you can that you can clean it up. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and it and it's so true going into the pandemic, right? And so we've done yeah. these events really just bring clarity to our, our company around the this just this idea that we we serve a marketplace that people are looking for job opportunities. And we're placing them in, in different you know, careers and jobs every single day. And we want to, to have this idea of a double bottom line. We want to produce, we want to produce at a high level, but we want to give back to communities. And by su- being super intentional, David, around practicing empathy and teaching empathy and having environments where we do these medics talks where four medics teammates will get up on different days at, at our kickoff meetings and talk about one of our values and how it pertains to their life. And usually they talk about family and overcoming adversity and, and some very amazing stories about parents and, and siblings and whatnot. But people get really vulnerable and open in our company around sharing. And, and I, think it's, I think that going, being intentional, super intentional around it since 2014, I think we've always been like that. But being super intentional about it since 2014, as we traveled into 2020, I'm so proud of our, our company. I mean, our teammates saved the business in 2020 and we, and we had an opportunity to grow, but, but also live our purpose in a way that we never had before around positively impacting lives, our core purpose. In 2020, like all that investment in years past, in 2020, as things started to unfold, it was a messy year, David. We had an election that was kind of messy. Right. To say the least. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really causing divide and discomfort with a lot of people. We had the murder of George Floyd that really impacted our country and created, you know, just a, just some visibility around racial inequity. Yeah, racial inequity. Yeah, and 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 a global pandemic. And while that stuff was going on, we had phone calls every day, every sorry, every week to the whole company. I addressed the whole company regarding what happened with George Floyd. And we didn't like start being purpose-led and start doing that stuff and start talking about things that were really open and vulnerable because we had a pandemic or because there was inequities in the country. We had a platform already to jump off of. And since that time, I'll tell you that what's happened in our organization is that we've gotten stronger. And a couple examples would be going into 2020, we never had, we, had, we didn't have a lot of affinity groups. And, and, you know, we were able to lean into what happened with George Floyd. And, and post that, we have an African-American network in our company that we, you know, we meet and talk about, you know, issues that, that need to be addressed and how to create a different environment, not only at Medics, but, you know, in our country. We have a Latinx group. We have an LGBTQ plus group that never existed. We always had a women with women with purpose group at our company. It was called Women in Leadership, and it just changed 
to women with purpose. But it really leans into what we've been talking about the last few years and that your home should be the safest place that you go to, but work should be the second safest place you go to. You spend so much time, David, at work. You spend so much time locking arms with people. You know, one of our core core values is locking arms to help each other achieve goals. We lock arms every single day. You should be able to be open and vulnerable and be your true self every single day at work. So when you talk about culture, it's one thing to get on a podcast or behave in a company. Like no one in our company is going to be shocked if they hear this. Like everybody (laughs) in our company is going to nod their head. Everybody's going to get, yep, he's a broken record. He talks about this stuff all the time. He's been talking about this stuff forever. And, and, and the key to it, I think the key to it has been where I've gotten really lucky is having amazing, amazing teammates that I'm locking arms with every day to make this stuff happen. And so I feel, I feel super blessed. And I'm imagine that's, that's had a pretty big impact on, you know, your ability to retain folks internally and, and grow folks internally. Yeah, I think, I think what it does, and I gave this example, I gave this example to, to our company the other day around culture, because we're talking about, you know, what do we do? Do we, we've been, we've been remote since the company, you know, since COVID started and we're talking about slowly kind of re-entering and going back into, into the office. And we t- we're talking about culture in terms of that. And I said, there's one company that I know, a technology company that has basically stated that if you're, if you don't live in the town where we are, you can't work here. Like we want people to live in town, work in our culture, be on our campus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the stake in the ground that they've laid. And, and I said, it's not right or wrong. They've just chosen that that's what they're going to do as a culture. So at times, you know, you got to be really thoughtful around when you put policies in place, when you do things, it also has, it has an impact on culture and kind of how you're going to behave and what you're going to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been, I feel super blessed, you know, whether it's retained people or not, back to your question, I think what it does is really put a big step spotlight on who we are and where we're going to go. So if some people don't want to be a part of it, then, you know, that also kind of, you know, would allow them to maybe go look for something else. And if people want to be a part of a purpose-led organization that's, that, you know, we have a spirit animal, we have a roadrunner that symbolizes our double bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have fun with that. And we're going to get involved in our communities. We're going to do philanthropic things. And, and we're not going to shy away from, you know, things that are going on socially because we're all living in it. As a company, you can't say, yeah, yeah, all that stuff that's happening out there, that has nothing to do with us. Here, we're doing business. I mean, life, life is pretty blurry right now. You know, and, and if you don't lean into that stuff, in my opinion, in my opinion, I got a lot of opinions, not a lot of right answers, but in my opinion, it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't allow us to move forward. It, you know, when in a company, if you're able to address issues and, and create an environment where people can show up as their true, true self, I think that you're able to, to also have a change in the world. So I feel really, really glad that I work at a company that, that kind of stands on that pillar. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Executives Talking Tech podcast series. Stay tuned for the next podcast on how medics leverages talent acquisition technology in today's competitive landscape.